Good evening, my dear friends and curious souls. Welcome to Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast. My name, you may wonder. Just think of me as your old grandpa, spinning tales from a time long gone, and some from not-so-distant past. In my younger days, my grandkids would crowd around me, their eyes wide in anticipation or fear, eager for the evening's gruesome tales. Now I extend this tradition, this gift, to you. So pull up a chair, stoke that fireside, and let the shadows dance on every corner of the room. Let's journey together into the heart of darkness, where we unmask the unseen, discover forbidden secrets, and unburden the forgotten tales of the past. So dim the lights, my friends, and let's delve into the mysteries that emerge only after dark on our wonderful, unnerving journey. Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I hope this message finds you captivated by the supernatural, as I have a riveting tale to share. Throughout my lifetime, I have encountered numerous paranormal experiences that have left me questioning the boundaries of the unknown. Some close friends, including my husband, even believe that I possess psychic abilities. Today, I would like to recount my most recent events and gradually delve into my other eerie encounters. Just a few days ago, I had a dream that left me both unsettled and intrigued. In this dream, I found myself in the presence of my deceased grandfather, who passed away in 2004. He cradled my unborn son, whom I am still carrying in my womb, and I instinctively knew that he was a spirit. The following day, my grandmother, his ex-wife, suffered a severe stroke and was admitted to the hospital. It felt as though my grandfather's visit in my dream was a forewarning of what was to come, a signal that he would be watching over his great-grandson when he arrives into this world. Aside from these psychic experiences, I have always been a firm believer in the supernatural. Over time, I have immersed myself in extensive reading and learning about the subject. Currently, I reside in a home with my husband that is haunted. He had been living here for quite some time before we met and he had shared some peculiar occurrences with me. He mentioned light bulbs frequently bursting after he changed them and the distinct sensation of a dark shadow lurking behind him. Although these incidents had subsided for him, they began happening to me shortly after we moved in together. On the second day of our residency, completely unaware of my husband's previous encounters, I felt an overwhelming sense of lethargy and decided to take a nap in our bedroom. Our bed was conveniently positioned near the doorway, so I wouldn't know who entered the room until they walked in. As I lay there, home alone, a car door abruptly slammed shut outside in our driveway. Startled by this unexpected noise, I pondered who could possibly be visiting us at such an odd hour. To my surprise, our side door creaked open, followed by the sound of footsteps echoing through our kitchen. Panic set in as I feared it might be a burglar. Paralyzed with fear, I remained motionless in bed, dreading the possibility of an attack or worse. Eventually, the footsteps ceased, leaving me waiting anxiously. Summoning up the courage, I cautiously retrieved a heavy object and stealthily ventured into the kitchen, only to discover an empty room. Strangely enough, there was no sound of the door closing if someone had exited. 
it was as if they had vanished into thin air. Still shaken by this unnerving experience, I returned to bed and sought solace in reading a prenatal book. Suddenly, the side door swung open once again from the outside, and an unseen presence entered our home. The footsteps advanced closer and closer until they reached the threshold of our bedroom, where they abruptly halted. Petrified, I could not bring myself to move. Despite scanning the room with wide eyes, I found no trace of anyone in sight. It was at that moment when my cat leaped off the bed and dashed into the hallway, fixating its gaze upon our bathroom adjacent to our room. Overwhelmed with fear, I immediately reached out to my husband at work and relayed the spine-chilling events that had unfolded before me. To my surprise, he chuckled and remarked, I wondered when you would experience something like this. Since that incident, more peculiar happenings have occurred within our haunted abode. Though none quite as terrifying as that nightmarish intrusion, I have begun to catch glimpses of dark shadows passing by in my peripheral vision. Objects mysteriously vanish from where we thought we placed them, only to reappear in entirely different locations. The eerie occurrences are becoming too frequent to ignore. Before settling in this unsettling home and meeting my husband, I worked as a maid for Merry Maids. Each week we would visit numerous houses to carry out our cleaning duties. Among them was a particular residence inhabited by an elderly gentleman who had lost his wife several years prior. He lived alone in his home, which we attended to regularly. As I went about my cleaning tasks, an uncanny feeling would wash over me, as if someone or something were closely observing my every move. Curious about this sensation, I asked my cleaning partner if the homeowner owned any pets. To my surprise, she informed me that he did not. Consequently, every time I vacuumed a room or scrubbed a shower, an intense awareness of being watched would consume me entirely. Seeking solace and reassurance, I rushed back to my partner and confided in her about this unnerving experience. Although she had never encountered anything quite like what I described, she confessed to having sensed negative energy within that very same house. The elderly gentleman was undeniably kind-hearted, but there was an inexplicable aura surrounding his home, an unspoken disapproval of my presence. While I have encountered other spine-chilling experiences in various houses during my time as a maid, those tales will have to wait for another occasion. For now, let us turn our attention back to my parents' home during my high school years. My parents' humble abode is a relatively small house constructed in the late 1970s. Being only the second or third family to occupy this residence since its creation, I never anticipated encountering any ghostly encounters within its walls. One particular day after school, as I diligently read through my English homework, I found myself home alone. To my right, standing in the doorway connecting the kitchen and living room where I sat, I heard what seemed to be a man and a woman engaged in an intense argument mere feet away from me. Their voices were muffled and incomprehensible but their presence felt incredibly real. Startled by this unexpected confrontation between unseen entities, my faithful canine companion at my feet instantly sprang into action. Barking ferociously and growling with unease, she directed her attention towards the source of this unearthly disturbance. Desperate for answers, I scoured the entire house for any signs of televisions or radios left accidentally turned on, 
only to find silence and stillness. Several months later, another peculiar incident took place while I was home alone, shortly after my father had departed for work. Engrossed in searching for a pair of shoes within the confines of my closet, positioned adjacent to my open bedroom door, I distinctly heard the unmistakable sound of my father's heavy work boots making their way down the hallway towards my room. However, instead of entering my bedroom as anticipated, they veered off course into our den before abruptly slamming the door shut with remarkable force. Confused yet eager to address whatever pressing matter awaited inside the den, I called out to my father, Dad, did you forget something? To my astonishment and growing unease, no response greeted my ears. Minutes ticked by without any sign of movement from within the den. Odd, since my father would surely be late for work if he lingered any longer. Summoning up courage tinged with trepidation, I cautiously pushed open the door to find an empty room devoid of any presence. A chilling reminder that no one else resided within those walls but myself. Apologies for the lengthy nature of this letter. However, it is merely a glimpse into the multitude of supernatural experiences that have permeated my life, from encounters as a maid to events within my childhood home. Should you desire more tales from these haunted corridors or any further information regarding my paranormal journey, please do not hesitate to reach out. Sincerely, a believer in the unseen, Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I have an eerie tale to share with you today, one that took place in a seemingly ordinary apartment during broad daylight. It was around 2 p.m. when my daughter was preparing to iron her clothes. As she positioned the ironing board, she searched for the iron she had already plugged in and turned on. To her surprise, she couldn't locate it anywhere. Despite her persistent efforts, the iron remained elusive. Then something inexplicable occurred. Out of the corner of her eye, my daughter noticed movement behind her. Startled, she turned around and was met with a chilling sight. A small boy stood before her, his hand gripping the scorching hot bottom of the iron. With a friendly gesture, he handed it to her. Astonished and perplexed, she accepted the iron from him. Later, when she relayed this encounter to me, I asked if she had been afraid. Surprisingly, she replied that she felt no fear at all. In fact, the boy had seemed remarkably amiable to her. Curiosity led me to inquire about the history of the apartment. I discovered that a young boy had tragically passed away, although he had not lived in the very unit we occupied. This revelation intrigued me further, as it appeared that our apartment held a mysterious energy. Indeed, there were other peculiar incidents that took place within those walls. On one occasion, a friend visited with her baby. Strangely, the infant fixated on an empty hallway wall and giggled uncontrollably. Although there was nothing visually remarkable about the wall, my friend believed it to be the presence of her late husband. Personally, I couldn't discern anything out of the ordinary during such occurrences. Another unsettling incident unfolded when a friend stayed over for the night. While my daughter and I slept peacefully, 
She suddenly burst into our room, visibly alarmed. She described encountering her deceased ex-boyfriend in a ghostly form. Only his upper body appeared, suspended in the air as he stared intently at her. The following day, her new boyfriend arrived shaken and recounted his own chilling experience from the previous night. He claimed to have seen a floating man who warned him to take care of my daughter, assuring him that he would be watching over her. The series of inexplicable events continued throughout the building, leaving tenants and visitors perplexed and fearful. In one particular apartment on the first floor, a teenage resident experienced a decline in health and appearance. He grew alarmingly thin and weak. Rumors circulated that these changes were due to strange happenings within his living space. He claimed to hear voices and witnessed appliances spontaneously turning on, a hauntingly common occurrence associated with ghosts. Eventually, his family decided to sell the apartment at a lower price, hoping that a change of residence would improve his deteriorating condition. This cautionary tale serves as a reminder for those seeking new living spaces or apartments. It is essential to gather information about the area and previous residents to avoid potentially haunting problems. Thank you for allowing me to share this bone-chilling account with your listeners. The inexplicable events that unfolded within that apartment building prove that extraordinary things can indeed happen. Sincerely, Rose. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I have a bone-chilling tale that I couldn't keep to myself any longer. It all started three years ago when my family and I moved into a new house. We were excited to start this new chapter in our lives, but little did we know that our dream home would turn into a nightmare. Shortly after settling in, I took a photo of the carpet in our bedroom with my camera phone. To my horror, the image revealed eerie and terrifying faces. Intrigued and disturbed, I began inspecting other areas of the house with my camera phone. What I discovered sent shivers down my spine. Faces and illustrations were everywhere. They adorned the carpets, tables, furniture, and even the walls. It seemed as if our entire home was haunted by these haunting images. The strangest part was that the faces would change from one day to the next, adding an unsettling element of unpredictability to the whole ordeal. Even the bricks in our fireplace and the exterior of the house were not spared from these chilling manifestations. Faces and illustrations appeared on them, as well as on every rock outside. It was as if the house itself was alive and trying to communicate with us through these disturbing images. But it didn't end there. Even a simple piece of paper became a canvas for these haunting faces and cryptic words when colored. The presence in our home was so strong that it affected visitors as well. One person who came over experienced a horrible feeling that shook them to their core, never to return again. Desperate for answers, I reached out to my father, who is a minister. He suggested using blessed oil to ward off any evil spirits that might be causing these phenomena. I followed his advice and anointed every door and window in the house, hoping for relief. But to my dismay, the haunting images persisted, unaffected by our attempts to banish them. To make matters even more unsettling, 
I noticed peculiar behavior from my four-and-a-half-month-old son. He would often gaze at specific areas in the house, laughing or smiling, as if something unseen was captivating his attention. And when he was just two months old, I made a chilling discovery. Whenever he would cry inconsolably, nothing seemed to calm him down, except for one spot in the kitchen. As soon as I stood there with him, his crying would instantly cease. This phenomenon only intensified as he began teething, leaving me bewildered and convinced that there was something more sinister at play. I'm sharing my story with you in the hopes that you can shed some light on this perplexing mystery. Is our house truly haunted? Are these faces and illustrations a form of communication from the other side? And what could be the significance of my baby's inexplicable reactions? This chilling tale has left me feeling both intrigued and terrified. I can't help but wonder what dark secrets lie within the walls of our home. As I continue to search for answers, I can't shake the feeling that we are not alone in this house. Sincerely, Donna. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I have a bone-chilling tale to share with you, straight from the depths of my childhood in Jacksonville, Florida. Picture this, a grand, imposing mansion that my grandparents generously provided for our family. As an 11-year-old, I was ecstatic to live in such a magnificent abode, but my sister couldn't stand the idea. Little did I know, our new home held more than just grandeur. At first, everything seemed normal, I reveled in the rare opportunity to have my own space away from my sister. However, peculiar occurrences soon began to unsettle me. Strange noises echoed through the halls at night. Creaks, giggles, and unexplained footsteps just outside my bedroom door. I confided in my mother, desperate for her reassurance. Instead, she dismissed my fears as mere figments of my imagination. It was disheartening when she didn't believe me. As days turned into weeks, the situation grew increasingly bizarre. A perpetual chill seemed to linger in the air, as if an unseen presence was constantly watching me. I noticed something peculiar about my own shadow. It lagged a half-step behind me, defying the laws of nature. But the most unsettling phenomenon occurred when objects inexplicably vanished. For instance, while baking with my mother, I would momentarily set down a utensil like a mixing spoon, only to find it mysteriously gone when I turned back. Later, I would stumble upon it in the most unexpected places, in the refrigerator or even on the floor. These incidents left me thoroughly unnerved. By the time a month had passed, I was consumed by fear. Sleep became an impossibility as childish laughter and eerie creaking sounds invaded my nights. My bedroom door would swing open of its own accord, yet my pleas to relocate fell on deaf ears. My mother remained resolute in staying put, oblivious to the torment I endured. Then came the night when the malevolent forces haunting our home revealed their true nature. Invisible entities attacked me mercilessly, endeavoring to smother me with my own pillow. I screamed at the top of my lungs, writhing in terror until my mother finally switched on the light. As the room flooded with brightness, the assault ceased. 
My sister rushed to my side, inspecting the damage and discovering a horrifying sight. My body adorned with wounds and angry red marks that would eventually scar. The following day, we hastily vacated the accursed mansion. Four years have passed since that fateful night, but the trauma remains etched in my memory. To this day, I never forget to lock my door, fearful that those malevolent spirits may return. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I have a fascinating and heartwarming story to share with you today. It's about my incredible father, who had an amazing sense of humor and was a true hero in my eyes when I was a child. He had the magical ability to make everyone around him laugh and bring joy into their lives. When I was a teenager, my mother passed away, leaving just my father and me. We faced many challenges together, and I was scared of the thought of losing him too. He had always been a strong and powerful presence in my life. However, in 2004, at the age of 88, he was diagnosed with lung cancer, and it was devastating to see him succumb to the illness. During his final days, there was a moment that touched me deeply. My father looked around the room and whispered, Wow, I created this. It felt as though his soul was speaking directly to me. What surprised me even more was that my father, who was never religious or spiritual, uttered those profound words. In those precious moments we had together, my father asked me about my favorite memory of him, and I struggled to come up with an answer. Although I had many cherished memories, all I could think of at that moment was a lighthearted one. I recalled a time when my father, in his mischievousness, sought revenge on a neighbor who allowed their dog to leave its mess in front of our driveway. My father took matters into his own hands, quite literally, by collecting the dog's gift on a shovel and placing it in front of the neighbor's doorway. With a wry smile, he said, I am a dying man, and you're talking about dog SYT. As the day of my father's funeral approached, I yearned for a sign that he was at peace. In the stillness of the night, I found myself staring at the shadow of the window blinds on the ceiling. When morning came, I went to open the blinds, only to discover two pieces of my elderly cat's doo-doo on the windowsill. Strangely enough, there were traces of litter stuck to them. It was as though my father was playing one last prank on me from beyond the grave. I couldn't help but chuckle at the thought. Reluctant to discard this bizarre yet comforting sign, I discreetly placed the you-know-what in a plant instead. In an unexpected turn of events, my father's third wife, who also happened to be the funeral director and knew him well, secretly gave me his ashes. My father had expressed his desire to be cremated and have his ashes scattered over the Hudson River. On the day we were meant to bury his ashes according to her wishes, I received a bag from the funeral director when she wasn't looking. Inside was my father's precious remains, Determined to fulfill his final wish, I boarded a ferry boat named after his cousin and carried his ashes with me. Before scattering them over the river, I made a detour to attend a luncheon with the Step family, who were unaware of my secret cargo tucked away in my purse. It brought me great satisfaction 
knowing that my father's name may be engraved on a tombstone, but he was where he truly wanted to be. And from the comfort of my hallway window, I can still catch glimpses of the majestic Hudson River. This profound journey filled with laughter, unexpected signs, and fulfilling final wishes is a testament to the enduring spirit and humor of my beloved father. It reminds me that even in our darkest moments, there can be moments of light and joy. Thank you for allowing me to share this extraordinary story with your listeners. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, As a young child, I used to enjoy spending time in my backyard garden, which we called under the cocoa in Creole English. It was a place filled with many trees, but there was one tree that always caught my attention, the plum tree. This tree would blossom twice a year, and I had a deep fondness for the plums it produced. One particular day, as the plum season was coming to an end, I decided to venture into the garden to pick some plums. It happened to be a Sunday. I gathered as many plums as I could and enjoyed eating them right there on the tree. However, as I descended from the tree, something caught my eye, a black cat. This cat was unlike any I had ever seen before. It was completely black, without a single speck of any other color. Upon seeing the black cat, a sense of concern washed over me. You see, I had three beautiful cats of my own, and I knew that if they were to encounter this black cat, there could be trouble. With the intention of scaring it away for its own safety, I decided to throw a stone in its direction. Little did I know that this would be the start of an eerie encounter. As I hurled the stone towards the cat, it swiftly darted into the nearby bushes. Anticipating its return, I waited anxiously, hoping to frighten it once more. However, to my surprise, the stone I had thrown was thrown back at me from behind. Fear gripped me in that moment and I wasted no time in running back to the safety of my house. Thankfully, my house was nearby and I managed to reach it without any mishaps. The question lingered in my mind. Had the cat truly thrown the stone back at me? Perhaps I will never know for sure. What I do know is that it couldn't have been another person, as the bushes were too thick for anyone to hide within, and I would have surely spotted them. Sadly, the three cats I once owned have since passed away. One of them was even older than me, living until the age of 11. The other two cats were its sons, although I cannot recall the exact dates of their passing. However, life moves on, and now I am the proud owner of two new cats who are descendants of those three beloved felines. In fact, one of them will be celebrating its third birthday on May 16th, just two days before my cousin's own birthday. This peculiar experience with the black cat remains a mystery to me. Was it merely a coincidence or something more supernatural? We may never know for certain. Nonetheless, it is a story that has stayed with me throughout the years, leaving me pondering the unexplained phenomena that can occur even in our everyday lives. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, 
I have an eerie tale to share with you that began when my family and I moved into a new house. Strange occurrences have been happening here ever since, and it has left us all feeling unsettled. In our household, it's just me, my mom, my stepdad, and my two younger brothers, Darian and Devon. It all started with Devon's room. Whenever we entered it, we would immediately notice a stark contrast in temperature and atmosphere. It was always colder and darker than the rest of the house, and something about it just didn't feel right. Despite the discomfort, we would still spend time in there because, let's face it, living in Vegas means dealing with intense heat. But every time we stepped foot into Devon's room, an overwhelming sense of unease would wash over us. It was as if the air became heavy and difficult to breathe. Personally, I've always been sensitive to these kinds of things, and I've had my fair share of encounters with the supernatural. However, this feeling was different. It was worse. Sometimes, when I joined my brothers in watching TV in that room, I would suddenly experience excruciating pain in various parts of my body, my arm, leg, head, or stomach. It became unbearable, so I started limiting my time spent in there and sought solace in the safety and coziness of my own room. Things took a turn for the worse when my friend Gina came over one day after school. She too possessed a certain sensitivity to the supernatural. Curious to see if she felt the same unease in Devon's room, we ventured in together. As expected, Gina also felt an overwhelming sense of discomfort and immediately wanted to leave. But deep down, we both had a burning desire to uncover the identity of whatever or whoever resided in that room. So we decided to create our own makeshift Ouija board. In hindsight, it was a terrible idea. Bad idea number one. We gathered around Devon's bed, Darian, Gina, and myself. Devon was away at his mom's house with a friend at the time. We initiated contact with whatever entity was present through the board. We began by asking for its name. The spirit spelled out a series of letters so quickly that we struggled to keep up. Then it finally revealed its name, Ray. We continued our conversation with this entity that claimed to be a demon. Shortly after our encounter with Ray, I suddenly experienced a sharp pain in my head. Gina urged me to grab my crystal and retreat to my room. Following her advice, I swiftly made my way to the safety of my cozy haven, and miraculously, the pain subsided. Later on, we made yet another ill-advised decision, bad idea number two. We decided to conduct a seance in the garage. We formed a circle using salt and joined hands. We summoned Ray once again. As soon as we began, the temperature dropped significantly. It became bone-chillingly cold. Meanwhile, my cat Mystique, who also serves as my familiar, went into a frenzy. She was inside the house, desperately scratching at the door and meowing frantically. As for what transpired next, I can only speak for myself. When I looked beyond Ray towards my brother, I caught a glimpse of a tall man with slicked back hair that reached his shoulders. His jaw was covered in rough facial hair, but I couldn't see his eyes. I intentionally avoided direct eye contact. At this point, terror consumed me completely. A searing pain surged through my stomach as if someone were twisting and turning my insides. The agony was unbearable, reducing me to tears. Thankfully, Gina intervened and instructed us to visualize Ray retreating back into Devon's room and being locked inside. 
We followed her guidance, broke the circle, and retreated inside the house. Even now, whenever I pass by or enter that room, I can't help but shudder. The chilling sensations persist as a haunting reminder of an experience I never wish to relive. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I've been haunted by a recurring nightmare since I was 14, and it's starting to take a toll on my life. In these dreams, I find myself in familiar settings like my childhood home or the room I currently sleep in. However, there are unseen entities that I can sense but never see. They seem to be lurking in the shadows, always just out of reach. What makes these dreams particularly unsettling is that I can hear these entities, even though I can't see them. Sometimes they speak, but their words slip from my memory as soon as I wake up. In my dream state, I desperately try to scream and cry out for them to leave me alone. I even call upon God for help, but my pleas go unanswered. To make matters worse, I often find myself paralyzed in these nightmares, unable to move or speak. It's as if these entities have the power to silence me, trapping me in a state of fear and helplessness. I vividly remember one particular incident where one of these entities entered my mind through my ear. I managed to shake it out and wake up, but the experience left me shaken. What's more, the disturbances don't just occur in my dreams. Sometimes, when I'm on the verge of falling asleep, the atmosphere in my room changes suddenly, and I jolt awake. It's as if my body becomes hyper-aware of its surroundings, opening itself up to otherworldly forces. In the past, I've had to fight off these entities from taking control of my body. I would thrash around and throw fits in my sleep, desperately trying to keep them at bay. My ex-partner even witnessed one of these episodes, and it left them deeply disturbed. I'm at a loss as to why this is happening to me. Are these entities truly spirits or perhaps malevolent demons disguised as spirits? The uncertainty and fear have left me feeling lost and desperate for answers. I've turned to God for help, believing that divine intervention could make them disappear, but my prayers have gone unanswered. I'm scared and yearning for this torment to end. If you have any advice or insights into what might be happening to me, I would be immensely grateful. Sincerely, a troubled dreamer. Well, my dear friends, we've reached the end of yet another winding path. As the evening knits the night, drawing its comforting darkness around us, we must part ways, for now. You've traveled with me through unsettling alleyways of thought, and I hope our journey together has both enthralled and enchanted you. Like a spider's web capturing the moonlight in its delicate dew-drenched threads. Until we meet again beneath the gossamer glow of the next moon, I urge you to keep your hearts open, your minds sharp, and your spirits daring. Remember, no star is ever out of reach, and no mystery is ever too daunting to seek. This is your humble grandpa turning the last page of our ebb and bound book for now. May your dreams be wistful, my friends. Farewell from Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast, 
and tread softly into the night.